Well, good morning, everybody. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Well, that's pretty good, but I believe we can make that a little bit louder. Make a little joyful noise along with it, would you? We're Pentecostal, so let's act like it. Amen? Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, and we're so glad you're here. And we want to welcome our internet viewers from wherever you're watching, whether you're watching on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV. Uh, it goes on and on that we're on this morning. And so we're so grateful that you're tuning in with us. And so let's get together in agreement with the people right here in the Experience Life Chapel and let's worship God together. I see some of you here today, some friends and people. I'll probably acknowledge here in a little while, but you know, we came in this place to worship God and I feel like God's given me a word from heaven and so I want us all to just worship in unison and come together in agreement because the Bible said if any two on earth would agree, anything they would ask, it would be done to glorify the Father which is in heaven. And we want the Father to be glorified. Amen? Yes. We do. Well, you know, I was uh, doing some of my devotions this morning. And in Proverbs 4.18, it says the righteous get brighter every day. Whoa, I like that. Do you not want to get brighter Whoa. every day? But you know, sometimes what we have to do, we have to upgrade. And just this week, our grandson got an update on his phone. He got a new phone, he upgraded. But in our lives, do we ever upgrade mm. our daily living with the Father? Or do we just do the same old thing and get out of date? I don't want to get out of date with my Heavenly Father. I want to upgrade Amen. so I can keep in tune with Him. And what do we do? We need the Scripture. We need prayer. We need our confession right. And so that's how we upgrade so that we can be brighter every day. Amen. Well, you know, when I travel, and, uh, <clears throat> and I've traveled a lot, just on one airline, I think I've got four million miles, and so that means I've traveled a little bit. And I really like it when I'm in a coach seat and they call Mr. Clowers, would you come to the desk, please? We have an upgrade for you. You get to sit in first class. Well, uh, I'm always wanting to upgrade. And so this morning, I want us to upgrade to be in the presence of the Lord where when, when we begin to worship God, we're not just saying words but we're actually telling God how much we love Him and how much we believe in Him. Father, we thank You this morning that we have this privilege and this opportunity to worship You in spirit and in truth. And Lord, we just ask that You will direct this service. God, that You'll just touch Matt and David, everyone in this chapel, those that are viewing with us in their homes or wherever they may be, I pray that the blessings of God will overshadow them. The anointing will flow freely. God, we give you glory. We give you praise for your goodness today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Do you want to stand with us as David leads us in worship this morning? Are you ready to worship the Lord? Well, I will praise the Lord. Come on now. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. And all of my strength, I will praise the Lord. Yes, I will praise the Lord. Oh, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all of my 
my strength. I will praise the Lord. I will magnify and exalt the King of Kings. For I know Jesus is Lord, so let all creation sing. Come on, let's praise Him, adore Him, and worship His name. Come on now, I will praise the Lord. Yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all of my strength. I will praise the Lord. Yes, I will praise the Lord. Oh, I'm going to praise the Lord with my whole heart and all of my strength. I will praise the Lord. Oh, let's magnify, let's exalt the King of Peace. For my Jesus. Lord, so let all creation see. Come on and let's praise Him, adore Him, and worship His name. I will praise the Lord. Oh, yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart and all of my strength. I will praise the Lord. Sing that again. I will praise the Lord. Oh, yes, I will praise the Lord with my whole and all of my strength, I will praise the Lord. Give Him praise this morning. Come on. Give Him praise. Shout to the Lord, all you people. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Almighty God. Lift your hands across this place, if you would. Lord, right now, we just welcome you into this place. Lord, this is holy ground, for you are holy. Father, we just ask right now that you flood this place with your presence. And Lord, that it would penetrate our hearts right now. Just pray in the Spirit, would you? If you have a prayer language, just pray in the Spirit. You at home, if you have prayer language, just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. We welcome you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. Lord, I love you. And I worship you. You are worthy to be praised, Lord, I love you, and I worship you, you are worthy to be praised, Lord, I love you, and I worship you, you are worthy to be praised, you are
and I worship you. You are worthy, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy. Tell him now, you're worthy, you're worthy to be praised. Lord, I love you and I worship you. You are worthy. the house we just sing it now lord i love you lift your voice ladies worship you you are worthy to be praised lord i love you and i worship you you are worthy to be now all the men would just sing the lord i love you and i worship you are worthy to be everyone that your voice you of your heart would you just tell him in your own words right now lord you're worthy lord you're worthy lord you're holy you're righteous almighty god king of kings emmanuel oh the soon coming king we worship you lord you are worthy to be praised you are worthy lord you are worthy lord you are worthy lord you are worthy lord you're worthy, Lord. Man, just stop playing. Everybody, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Just begin to worship the Lord, even without any music. I believe the Lord's presence here. He wants to hear His people cry out. Come on, lift your voice, church. Lift your voice at homes right now. We're creating an atmosphere that God's presence wants to come and fill and flood this place. Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, Almighty God. You are a shield about us. Lord, you're the glory. You're the lifter of our head. 
you are worthy you are worthy father yes lord thou oh lord heart is shield about me you're the glory and the lifter of my head Lord thou Lord art a shield about me you're the glory and the lifter of my head oh thou Lord art a shield about me, you're the glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, yes, thou, oh Lord, art a shield about me, you're the glory and the lifter of my head. So we'll sing hallelujah. of my head hallelujah 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 you're the lifter of my head for thou O Lord art a shield about me you're the glory you're the lifter of my the shield about me you're the glory and the lifter of my head so we'll sing hallelujah 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 you're the lifter of my head hallelujah we sing hallelujah Hallelujah, you're the lifter of my head. Oh, hallelujah, 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 you're the lifter of my head. And the lifter of my head, thou, O Lord, you are the shield about me, you're the glory and the lifter of my head, you're the glory and the lifter of my head. With my soul. 
soul this morning, sing that it is well. Oh, with my soul, oh, yes, it is well.
Father, we thank you, Almighty God. And Lord, we know how much you love us, Lord. Oh, and we can sing. Oh, how he loves you and me. Aren't you glad? What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. And oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. Isn't that something? If there was ever a guy that got an upgrade, it was Jesus when he was born on this earth. He had a heavenly father. Angels had camped all around about him. Even the enemy knew that. The devil said, well, why don't you call all your angels? Let them save you. But Jesus knew he had a purpose. He gave his life. What more, what more could he give? Sing it with me, oh how he loves you, oh how he loves me, oh how he loves you and me, Jesus to Calvary did go. love for sinners to show and what he did there brought hope from despair oh how he loves you oh how he loves me oh how he loves you Raise your hands in this place and thank Him. Say, oh, how you love, oh, even me, yes, Lord. Oh, how He loves you and me. He gave His life. What more, what more could He give? Oh, how. Isn't that a wonderful thought? How much he loves you. And then I like to turn it around how much he loves me. No matter who we are, no matter what our background has been, Jesus died on the cross to redeem you and to set you free and to make you whole. So I'd like to think about it this morning.
David was singing the song or leading us in the song earlier. It is well with my soul because he loves you and he loves me. Aren't you grateful? Aren't you grateful that you can say he loves me? I might have failed him. I might have said something I shouldn't have said. I might have done something I shouldn't do. But you know, he still loves me. You know, when our, our two sons was in the world, and sometimes, you know, they were doing things, drugs, alcohol, different things, you know, and sometimes I, I wanted to cut their head off <laughs> and tell God they died of an accident. But you know, I knew the Lord would know. But instead of doing that, I loved them anyway. My wife loved them anyway because we knew they were our children. They were our seed. And no matter what they were doing, they were our children. We, we brought them into the world. And so, therefore, we said we're going to love them. We don't like what they're doing, but we're going to love them. We don't approve of what they're doing, but we're going to love them. And one day, my oldest, I saw him somewhere, David. He's not the oldest. Tammy's the oldest. But he called me up and was running this big restaurant. He was a general manager there, and it was a real upscale restaurant making lots of money. But he said, Dad, I'm not happy in the life I'm living. I'm going nowhere. Would you pray for me? I want to come back to Jesus. Hallelujah. And we prayed right there on the phone. And as we was praying on the phone, I said, David, you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I said, why don't you just let go and let the Holy Ghost flow through you. And he just began to speak in tongues. I was in Texas and he was in Tennessee. So, you know, somebody may be watching right now. You may be in Tennessee, Georgia, Canada, or, you know, wherever. But if you're away from God, just decide you're going to come back to Him. You know, just come running to God. That, you know, uh, the prodigal son, the prodigal son, you know, took his inheritance and he wasted it. But when the daddy knew in his heart he was coming back, he was waiting for him. Jesus has his arms saying, come home, come home, come home. Amen. So David, I want you to lead us in this one more time. And I know you've been standing for a few minutes and I'm just about to let you sit down. Or you, you, if you feel like sitting down, that's okay too. Um, but I want us just to pour our hearts out to him in a way of when we sing this to him, how he loves us. I want you to just realize right now, if, if, if your time came and you went on to be with Jesus, and when you walked into that place, he's embracing you. He's embracing you. Well, let him embrace you right now, David. Oh, how he loves you. Come on, everybody. Everybody sing it out. Come on. Oh, how he loves you. That's it, everybody. Everybody. He gave his life. What more? Oh, yes, he gave 
Anthony Gibbs. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray and worship in the Holy Ghost. Just worship in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's nothing like God's presence. You often hear me say, I've been privileged to do a lot of things. Fly jet airplanes. Jump out of airplanes. Scuba dive in the Red Sea in Australia and Papua New Guinea. and Just on and on I could go on. There's nothing like the presence of Jesus. I'd rather be in the presence of Jesus than anything I've done. There's nothing that replaces the goodness of God. Amen. So turn around and look at one of God's beautiful people and say, you look lovely today. Come on. Look at somebody and say, you look... just grateful for the opportunity to, to be in the house of God, aren't you? Amen. I just want to take a moment and say to all of you, last week, you know, you celebrated our birthdays, uh, both mine and Pastor Sharon's. Mine was on Monday and hers was on Thursday, and so y'all celebrated a little bit early with some beautiful cards. You know, I, I read the cards when somebody gets me a card. You know, cards are not because cards are, are expensive this day and time, but, you know, people just don't do that anymore. They just send 
texts and emails, and so that's okay. But I read those cards and look on there in those verses because I know when I'm getting the card, I want to make sure that card, the verse in that card or whatever it is, saying what I want to say to a person. And then sometimes uh, some of you wrote some extra stuff on there, which was really nice. So I want to say thank you for all the, the cards and the money. Thank you for the money. Everybody say money. money. Don't that sound good? <laughs> Thank you for the gift cards and the different things you gave us. It was so nice. I, I appreciate that so much. And um, I just want to send a shout out to some of the ones that's not here and some and that's watching and some that supports us. Susanna, Houston, Shelley, Michael, LaDonna, Merle, Lamont, Darlene, Lois. Yeah, Lois, I'm going to put you in there. She's watching right now on her big 75-inch screen. Yeah, that's her heart. Over in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And Ted and Charlie and Kay right here close by. Um, Hilda, Bradley, Patricia, Monique, Jenny, Joseph, Marie, Harvey, Teresa, Richard, and Chandra from Barrie, Ontario. Amen? Thank God. Years ago, Richard came to our crusade in Toronto, and he was struggling financially. And he asked me to pray and believe God with him. And now he manages this resort I don't know exactly, not in Barrie, but somewhere there's a huge resort up there. And he sends me pictures, and it's just beautiful. And he said, you and Sharon are welcome anytime you want to. You have a beautiful place to stay. Connie, Solly Roya from Toronto, Wanda, Sherry, uh, Barbara, and then Jimmy and Deborah Brown. Thank you. Jimmy and Deborah Brown, you've been friends and people that we've loved and loved us for a long time. So we're grateful for all the people that's been viewing. So I want us to receive our tithes and offerings right now. And as we receive our tithes and offerings, let's just believe that God opens the windows of heaven upon you personally and gives you blessings abundant. You know, we were driving to church this morning and... Um, this beautiful lady right here, my wife, she said, uh, God has just been so good to us. God has just been so good to us. And so I want to tell you, God's been good to all of us. Amen. Amen. But you know, there's been times she said, you know, in the lean times when, when we didn't have much and it looked like we couldn't, just, just wasn't there. She said, God just somehow always supplied the need. And God will always supply the need if you put him first. Amen? Amen. So thank you for your time. You that's watching and want to send in an offering, just send it to eoglobal.church. Eoglobal, there you go. Just go to our website and on that page, you'll see a place there to say give. And just click that. Or if you're one of those that don't like to do credit cards, there's the address you can send it to. So we, we thank you that do support us, you that do help us. 
We pray that God will just bless you over and over again, many, many times. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I'm so blessed to have a friend here with me this morning, worshiping with us. And uh, his name is Jerry Hobbs. But there's a, a, a lady sitting next to him that makes him look good. And that's his lovely wife. And I'm, I'm Lu, Lucretia? Lucretia. Lucretia. I'm close. Jerry, you married up. Come here. Come here, Jerry. Come here. Come here, Jerry. Come on up here. She tells you that every day. <laughs> you know, this gentleman is a man of God. Thank you, Phil. He was pastored for years and years, uh, a great organist, played for uh, Catherine Kuhlman Alan. and A.A. A. Allen. What was, it, what was it like, Jerry, in those crusades? Uh, well, we don't have time, but uh, it was an it was an awesome experience, and uh, I saw God do things that I wonder if we'll ever see again. You know, just miracles, just people believing God, people needing healing, needing restoration, found what they need through faith. Amen. Well, you're a blessing. Let's give them a great big hallelujah. Thank you. Jerry's like me. He he we're not stuck. See, some people say you old people are just stuck. Well, I'm not old, so don't call me old. That's right, that's right. Just because I'm 78 years of age, don't you dare call me old. I am not old. <laughs> I've just been around a while. I got age, but I'm not old. And so, I want you to realize that as the years go by, it gets sweeter. Sweeter. He's sweeter. There's a song, something is sweeter as the days go by. Do you know that? Sweeter as the days go by. Matt, can you get up here real quick? Sweeter. Come on, everybody. His love is richer, the sweeter, the greater, the sweeter, sweeter, sweeter as the days go by. Praise and join with me, everybody clap. It's sweeter as the days, as the days go by. He gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer. Now what y'all don't know is he tries to stump me every Sunday on a song. One day I'm just going to stare at him like this, you know, and I'm going to go, what? And because of that, we're going to sing, it gets richer and deeper, stronger. Come on now. Sweeter, it gets sweeter, sweeter, sweeter as the days go by. One more time. He gets sweeter as the days go by. My Lord gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer, deeper, and stronger. 
get sweeter, sweeter, sweeter as the days go by. Well, thank you. You're you welcome. Know. Your birthday cake's... I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think about... I think... I, I, I preach and, or I talk or exhort and I start thinking of a song and then I look at him, you know, because I, I, I can't remember the word. I, I'm... I don't remember the words. I, it's not that I can't. I don't remember the words. So he has to know them. So uh, anyway, I put a lot of pressure on him there sometimes, I'm sure. But anyway, Nick, good to be able to just come and just, just be free to worship the Lord. Matthew, thank you. you. You're so awesome. Give Matthew a big hand. We appreciate Matthew. And Carol driving in all the way from Tulsa this morning to be in church with us. What is that, four hours? Yeah. So you got up very early this morning, Carol, to get to church all the way from Tulsa and all the rest of you. Gloria, it's good to see you. We haven't seen you in a long time. It's good to see you. Anyway, I want to pray before I minister. And I want us to pray for a young man that uh, is in my heart today. His name's John. He spells it J-O-N. Sweet gentleman. Loves God. But you know, John, if you're listening, if you're, you're watching and listening, I want you to know I've got compassion for you. And God's bigger than any mountain that you're facing. Your, your God is bigger. And you can overcome. You can walk by faith. And you can say no when the enemy comes against you. And so I just pray this morning, John, that you are able to Just put your flesh aside and say, Jesus, I want that light to shine from heaven right down on the inside of me. And I'm not going to try to quit doing anything. I'm just going to love you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to live with you. And this way you don't have to try to quit because you're already doing something. So there's nothing to quit because you're wrapped up in him. And when you're wrapped up in him, that's what's important. So, John, I'm going to pray for you and these people here in our chapel and then the people viewing with us. I'm going to ask them to pray for you this morning. And, and also, I want you all to remember our son, Tim. Our son, Tim, you know, he's on the Harley a few months ago and broke his shoulder. Well, it just never healed. So he had, was it Friday? Friday, he had about a three-hour surgery of putting the plate in and screws in and trying to get his arm to grow back together. So I want us to pray for our son, Tim, that they're supposed to have been here a couple of times and uh, hadn't been because of this motorcycle accident and then, then COVID. He got COVID and he couldn't come then. So I want us to pray for John and Tim and any of your loved ones that you have that God will just touch them. Father, we're so grateful this morning for your love. 
as we were singing just a few minutes ago. Oh, how you love us. Oh, how you love me. So, Father, this morning, help John. Help John right now. Touch him right now. John, just put your hands up and worship the Lord. John, just put your hands up right now and let the, as if I was in your house right now. Come on, everybody, believe God. I sense the anointing flowing to John right now. John, put your hands up. And, 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 and Deborah, if you're there with him, which I believe you are, I just, I just, I don't know if y'all watching on Roku or what you're watching on, but whatever you're watching on right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing to you, John. The peace of Jesus comes and a boldness about Christ comes on the inside of you. A boldness is standing up on, oh, come on. John, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I speak life to you now. Life to you now in the mighty name of Jesus and healing. Quick recovery for you, Tim. Quick recovery for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, God is good, isn't he? All the time. All the time? Now, you that would, and everybody doesn't have to do this, but you that would, if you stand with me, for the reading of the word. You know, I'm going to speak this morning on the thought, it is well. Everybody say, it is well. well. Say that one more time. You know, now, sometimes things aren't well. They aren't well, but we take the word in our heart and in our mouth and we declare that it's well. And so that's what I'm going to say this morning to you, the areas of your life that you do not feel that it is well, instead of talking about them, start speaking what you want it to be rather than what it is. And as I was praying this week, you know, I began to ask God, Lord, help me to have the words that you want me to speak to the people so that as the words go forth, wherever there is lack, need, those three words will get inside of them whether they hear anything else I say or not. Just the thought that it is well, I'm not going to stay in my place, but I'm moving on. Amen. Amen. You know, as I was saying, we want to go like Jerry and I. We're not stuck, but we like we like Pentecost. We like healing. We like miracles. We like believing God. So, I don't want to keep you standing long. But in Second Kings chapter four, verses four through eleven. Now, this is quite a bit of reading. So, but I'll let you sit down. One day, Elisha went to Shunan, where a rich and influential woman lived who insisted on eating a meal, who insisted on his eating a meal. Afterward, whenever he passed, he stopped there for a meal. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God 
who passes by continually. Let us make a small chamber on the housetop and put him put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then whenever he comes to us, he can go up outside the stairs and rest. One day he came and turned into the chamber and lay there. I'm going to stop reading right there and I'm going to give you the story. Father, this morning, as we have just read your word of how a prophet passed by an influential wealthy woman, but she recognized the anointing upon him and she invited him in to eat. He came and ate. Then she said, I want to sow a seed and let's build him a little room on top of our house with special stairs that will go up to it that he can have an overnight stay or stay as long as he wants. You saw, Lord, her compassion and her love for you. And the man of God recognized your heart. And so, Lord, today, as you put these two people together, connect us together in the Spirit. Connect us together in the Spirit so that we're not just in a building. We're not just uh, broadcasting to people in many parts of the world right now. But God, somehow, your word is being spoken. Life is being given. And the name of Jesus is being exalted. And no weapon that's formed against anyone can prosper in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Now, this story... It's, it's actually more than a story, but it's an actual happening in the Old Testament. And it goes on down in verse 24, I'll read here in just a moment. But here was a widow woman, not a widow woman, but a woman that was wealthy and, and influential, had a husband, but she had no child. So when Elisha saw her generosity, her love and respect. She said to her husband, I perceive he's a man of God. Let's build him a room. So when he comes, he can spend the night, he can eat, have a place to wash up. And then, you know, time went on. And so he sent Gehazi in, his servant, and said, ask her. What, what, what does she need? Does she need me to talk to the king about her? Or I'll do something special. She's done something for me. You know, I want us to just think, God's done something for every one of you. He, you know, you didn't build a room for nobody. You didn't do anything. God just said, this is my creation. I love them so much. Adam, uh, you know, Adam kind of missed the mark. And so I'm going to restore everything that Adam did. So I'm going to send my son Jesus. See, God loves you no matter what. So, so he said, can I speak to the king? She said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Everything's okay. Well, anyway, he found out she didn't have a child. So he spoke the word. Everybody say, he spoke the word. He spoke the word. Say that one more time. He spoke, he spoke the word. Now, what did he say? He said, about this time next year, you'll have a child. Well, she had a child. And then the child grew. And evidently, he became of age. And he wasn't a child anymore because he was working with his daddy in the field. But apparently, had a sunstroke. 
Bible doesn't say what happened, but the, the, the daddy said, take him to his mother. You know, that's kind of what these daddies do. We, we, you know, when they cry or do something, we don't know what to do, so we hand him to mama. I know a lot of times that's what I did. I'd say, here, you take him, or you take her, you know. But anyway, she, she was a woman that was full of faith. And when they brought him, the boy in, he was dead, where did she take him? She took him to the bed of the man of God, and she told her servants, get me, get me a wagon and, or, or, or a, whatever they rode in and some, some horses. I want to go see the man of God. So when she went to the man of God, verse 25, she set out and came to meet the man of, man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her afar off, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shumanite. Run to meet her and say, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And notice, she answered, It is well. Wow. Now, can you get that in your mind just for a moment, the story I just told you? Of a woman that had no child, God gave her a child, he began to grow up, and then all at once something happened and his life vanished. But she said, I'm not going to stop here because there's some problems. Church in the United States of America, we can't stop right now. Jerry said, we used to have miracles and we used to have uh, healings, and, and I don't know if we're ever going to see them like that anymore. We probably won't see them like that. I think we're going to see them greater. Amen. Somebody say greater. greater. See, I believe that's why I'm still here. Not that I'm old, but I believe I'm still here to be a part of what God wants to do in this last day. Yes. That he's going to connect people together. You know, this past, this past week, I sat right here with a gentleman from Pakistan who owns two major television networks that's on eight different satellites that takes him, that takes the broadcast to Afghanistan and Iran, Iraq, and, and many of the Muslim nations. And I sat right here with him, and we were broadcasting to people all over the world live right from here. And then on the 15th of this month, for the next month, February, I'll be doing it again on another big uplink. It's television, it's not internet, it's television. And the same thing will happen again. And the last time I did this, we had 40,000 phone calls in one hour. Now I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you that this is not over. This is not over, it is well. See, no matter the confusion and the chaos and COVID and everything that Satan has done, I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to lie down and say, my life is over. I might as well give it up. COVID's got the world. No, COVID doesn't have the world. God's got you in the palm of his hands. 
Pastor. We can't sit back and look at all of the confusion and the chaos and say, I can't walk by faith. I can't make it. I can't do this. You can do this because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Now see, this Shemunite woman, she knew her child was dead. I, you know, in my brain sometimes, you know, I remember when our son was killed and, and I, they brought him and I, he was lying on the floor and a gentleman that was working with us gave him mouth to mouth and just didn't work. And so we, we called the ambulance and took him to the hospital and, and he hadn't been in there two or three minutes and the doctor came out and, and I could see in, the, in his face what the doctor was going to say. He's dead. He, he's no longer with us. So I, I see what happened to her, but I didn't have her kind of faith. I didn't have her kind of faith. I just said, okay, Lord, he's with you. And we sadly walked away from the hospital and made arrangements and did what we had to do. And, but we've gone on with their life. But this little woman, she said, I'm not going to take the fact that he's not here. He is coming back. So when she ran to the man of God, when she ran to the man of God, she said, I didn't ask for him, but you gave him to me. You, you spoke words of life and you gave me this child. Now, you're going to come to the house. You're going to come to the house and you're going to bring him back. It's time we get down to business and say, I'm not giving in to all of this chaos going on around me. You know, I told you COVID stopped at our house. Both of us had it. But when we got COVID, I didn't say, I'm going to die. I wonder if I'm going to get on one of them ventilators. I wonder if I'm going to have to. No, I just spoke and said, COVID, you're a lie. You're not going to stay in our bodies. We are overcomers by the words of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. And we are well in Jesus' name. See, God brought us through COVID. He brought my son through. My 85-year-old sister, probably watching right now, 85 years of young, 85 years young, COVID stopped at her house and I'd call her every day and I'd say, don't you let that thing get you in fear. Don't you let that thing get in fear. You will live and not die. Amen. I mean, she's through, she's through COVID and been talking to me and called us a happy birthday and said, I'm doing okay. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm not saying COVID's not real. I say this often. It, it's taken a lot of people's lives. But I'll tell you one thing. He is not going, COVID is not going to rule the United States of America and this world. Jesus Christ is Lord of this world. And it's time that we focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Well, <laughs> She, she, was, she was powerful. She said, I'm not listening to Gehazi. Gehazi's okay, but I want you to go to the house. You're the one that spoke it. You can do it again. Folks, it's time we get some boldness in our heart instead of being wimps. You know, my wife, she cooks a lot of stuff. And, and, and you know, we, she eats really, really hot stuff. You know, cooks and, and puts a lot of seasoned pepper and really makes it hot. 
And I, I think David Carpenter's over at our house one day and he was eating something and I said, are you a wimp? <laughs> because you don't eat hot stuff? Well, if you don't eat hot stuff, that's okay. But I don't even know where I'm going with this story now. <laughs> you know, anyway, she makes stuff really hot. And, and sometimes I'm sitting there eating and tears are streaming down my face. And somebody think, would think I was crying, but you know, you, get, you have to be bold to do that. You have to be bold to eat that kind of, I mean, you, you know, you just put them jalapenos on and all of that, you just put it on. But anyway, God wants us to be bold. My point is, God wants us to be bold. Everybody say, God wants us to be bold. You see, we can't sit back, church. We can't sit back because the church, because of all the stuff that's been going on and just be wimps. That's where I was going, right there, I got it. We can't sit back and be wimps We've got to be bold, we've got to be strong, and we've got to get up every morning and say, Lord, this is the day you have made for me to rejoice and be glad in, and I'm not gonna let my circumstances keep me from doing that. That little woman, she, she determined, so when the man of God came back to the house, I won't go into the complete story, but he went in there, and the next thing you know, he had brought that child or that boy back to life and brought him to his mother. Now, you say, well, that, that's impossible. Sure, it's impossible, but we're serving the God of the impossible. Amen? Now, I know they got the, the, the vaccines and all of this stuff, and, and, and it's okay. I'm not telling no one not to get a vaccine. I wouldn't even say anything like that. But I'm telling you, I'm not depending on the vaccine for the cure. I'm not depending on a, a politician for the cure. I'm depending on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to cure the things that's wrong, and I'm going to speak over our nation. I'm going to speak over you. It is well. Yes. Now this story goes on with this, this woman. Evidently her husband passed on and died because it doesn't mention her. But later Elisha told her, he said, you need to leave and go down to your family's uh, uh, house in the Philistines, down where the Philist with the Philistines because there's going to be a famine. So she left and went. And the seven years was over that he had told her about. And when the seven years was passed, she went back and was going back to her homeland and she went to the king. And when she went to the king to ask for her house back, her land back, Gehaza, God just set up. I'm telling you, God's got some setups for you and me. Somebody help me out here this morning. God, God has got some setups I mean, there's some things happened in the last few months, you know, that's just tried to put everything in confusion and chaos. I'll tell you, I'm not going to sit and wait for something to happen. I'm up here declaring the word of God that something is happening, that something is taking place. 
I didn't tell you about the television that I was on to brag on and say I'm somebody. I'm just telling you that people are hungry for God all over the world and the name of Jesus is going to be exalted and he said if I be lifted up, I'll draw. I'll draw. I'm telling you, we're about to see a drawing of people that have not wanted God, that's been away from God. We're about to see the Holy Ghost start drawing people in to the kingdom. You didn't know he was coming to hear a Pentecostal preacher, did you, Jerry? (laughs) See, there's some setups going on and some people's just getting weary. Well, the longer it's gone on, the bolder I become because I know God has set me up. He set you up for us to be a part of what he's doing in this lifetime. Is anybody with me? So Gehazi just happened to be talking to the king and telling the king, you know, Elisha was at this house and the son died and, and told the whole story probably of how he was born and, and then when he died and then how Elisha came back and raised him from the dead. And here this woman walks in asking the king for a property back and when, they, when he walks in, all at once he looks. <laughs> he looks and he said, there's the woman. There's the boy that was raised from the dead. What if she hadn't have said it is well. What if she hadn't have done what she did? No doubt she would have been caught in the famine. No doubt she would have died of starvation. But because she had faith in the words that the man of God spoke, that caused her to have faith in God. Is anybody here? I've said all of that and told you this story to tell you we're no different from the Shumanite. And according to Acts 10, 34, it says, God is no respecter of persons. So when we look back at these stories, we don't just look at them to, to read, but we look at them to put them inside of us and say, God, you love me as much as you love them. Amen? So even though Things have gone wrong in the world and that in many, many people's minds, it's hopeless. In our minds, in, in the word of God, nothing is hopeless because we are children of the king. Now, God's still in control. Everybody say, God's still in control. So there's no need for us to be discouraged. You said, but pastor, you don't know my situation. I don't, but there's no need to be discouraged. That little woman, the human, that woman, she, would, she was not discouraged when she saw the life be taken out of her child. So no matter what comes or goes, don't be discouraged. Everybody say, don't be discouraged. Don't be See, God's not abandoned the people that are standing for Righteousness and truth. Just like when the doctor told us, our daughter sitting on the back row, when, God, when the doctors told us, uh, I, was, I was in Fort Worth, Texas. My wife was in Tennessee where we lived at the time. When she was hit by the car and then she, she took him in, she took her into the, she was in the intensive care 
The doctor said she's going to die. She didn't. Later, he said she'll be the vegetable the rest of her life. She isn't. Her son is on the camera back there. 21-year-old son is on the camera. So I want to tell you, just because people say things, just because people declare things, just because people sign things, doesn't mean it's over. We got a piece of property that, that what got stolen from us through the man that sold it to us. Uh, he, he, he did a fake title and, and sold us a piece of property. And, and uh, uh, you know, when I got ready to, well, I was, I was going to build a house on it. I was going to dream, build our dream home on it. And, but we moved to Texas. And so I decided to sell that property. We had a buyer. But when the buyer, they were going through the title, uh, the bank called me up and said, you don't own this property. I said, I got, a, I got a deed. My wife and I do own it. He said, you don't. The, the man that sold us the property never paid the bank off for that piece of property. And not only us, but 67 others. Yeah. 67 others. He did that, took the money and went to Las Vegas and never paid the bank off and gave us fake, fake title insurance. So when we, these people that was buying it, you know, uh, so the, the, the real estate called me and said, you don't own this. I said, I got documents to prove it. And he said, those documents are no good. So I don't care who signs what. God is bigger than the signer. God's bigger than the document. You know, all 67 people gave up. We didn't give up. We just, we wouldn't ever say we lost our property. Our accountant said, let me write it off. I said, you ain't writing nothing off because I hadn't lost anything. <laughs> Somebody said, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. Well, you know, I wasn't crazy. I was just full of faith. Right. It was almost five years later, I get a call from my attorney and he said, guess what, Don? He said, I had a meeting with the bank president this week. And he called in his, his attorney and different things. I can't go through the whole story because I've said this before. But you know what? He sit there and he looked at my attorney and he said, Who are the Clowers? Who are these people? They won't quit. They won't give up. We own the land. They don't. My attorney said, but they paid for it. He said, I don't care. Nobody ever paid the bank. He said, well, who are they? He said, they're tithers. He was a Jewish man. They're tithers. Now, I didn't plan to say this. This is not in my notes, folks. This is not in, not in my notes. But you know what? He said, who are the clowers? He said, they're tithers. He said, well, give them their land back. I'm tired of them bugging me. You know when the children of Israel, you, 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 we got to say the right things, folks. We got to say the right things. When the children of Israel, you know, they were getting ready to go into the, go into to the, uh, the land, you know. When they were getting ready to do that, God said, I want you to go around seven times and I want you to shut your mouth. I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to shut your mouth. Don't say anything. But on that Sabbath day, when you're walking around, I want you to open your mouth. Come up here, David. 
I want you to open your mouth. Joshua 6 and 16, it says, I hadn't said it yet, but I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna hold off just for a second. See, we've been saying, we've been saying many things maybe we shouldn't say about our future and we need to say our future is bright. She was talking about this morning. We need to shine brighter. I'm ready to shine brighter. How many is ready to shine brighter? How many is ready to stand stronger? How many is ready when you walk down the street, you're not cocky and full of pride, but you're walking down the street with confidence and knowing that you're an heir of God, that you're a joint heir of Jesus Christ, that all things are possible to him that believes and that you're walking in the spirit. You're walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes we just need to shut our mouth. Amen? And wait until we say the right thing. See, that woman, she said the right thing when, when her husband said, why do you want to go see the man of God? It's not the Sabbath. It's not the new moon. It's not, it's not church day. Why do you want to go see the man of God? She said, get it ready. I'm going to see the man of God. I want to tell you, get ready. We are on the place right now where God's going to say to you and me, I want you to shout. I want you to shout, Joshua said, when you go around the seventh time, I want you to shout. And he said, because God has given the city. And then says, what? I want, when I say shout, I want you to shout like God is doing something in your life. Joshua 6 and 16, shout for the Lord has given us the world. Can you do a little, something on those drums? to just throw my notes away. <laughs> Not getting anywhere with them. I want to tell you something. It's well. Everybody say it's well with my soul. Come on, say it. Say it out loud. It's well with my soul. Cheryl, I'll try to get back. She's in the control room running all of this stuff. And I don't know who all's in the control room, but thanks to everybody's back there that's putting up with me. And they got a format to go by, but I'm, I know they have a hard time keeping up with me. But when it's well with your soul, you can have hope, you can have faith, you can turn darkness into light, you can turn mourning into joy, the impossible into the possible, wrong into right, and hate into love. Now I'm sure when Saul was persecuting the church, he was saying a lot of things which he was trying to cause fear to come into the church. See, just like many people fear covid Many people fear COVID. And I'm not criticizing, I'm just making a statement. 
I'm not condemning. I'm not talking down. I'm just making a statement. So don't anybody think I had it. So what can I say? <laughs> but I want you to understand something. Just because things happen, that's not the final say. And Saul was out persecuting the church. And I'm sure it brought fear on some. Didn't, now Stephen, Stephen didn't ever fear anything. Saul was over there directing the death of Stephen's life. But when they were throwing stones on him, the Bible said, the Bible tells us Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. But when they were throwing those stones at Stephen, the Bible said he looked up and he saw Jesus standing. Folks, the persecution that's coming against every believer wherever they are in the world, they're causing Jesus to rise. Not only on the throne, but he's, his name and his blood, everything he's done, we are rising to a level. As she said, we're being upgraded. We're being upgraded to a level that we've never been before. Now, when Saul was sending out those threatenings, and he was not only doing it, but he's locking people up, putting them in. in you say, what's this got to do with the story? Just wait till I get through. And I'll tell you what this story's got to do is it being well. He was walking down the road. He'd already been to Jerusalem and requested more influence and power and letters to chain people, lock them up, and take them to prison. And he was walking down. Well, you know what? I was, I was reading this over and over again, Jerry. And, and I don't know, but I've always preached and always heard it preached all my life that Saul was on a donkey and he got knocked off the donkey. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. No. I've actually said that many times. So I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> That's not in the Bible. Didn't say that Saul was on a donkey. Said he was on the road and a light shined from heaven and when that light shined from heaven, he fell. Didn't say he fell off of the donkey. I said that many times because I heard somebody else say it. But I read it, so let's quit saying what somebody else is saying and let's say what the Word of God said. Just like that little Shumanite. She said what the Word of God said and when she said what the Word of God said, she got results. If we're going to say and repeat what the world is saying and what, what people are fearing, we're going down the wrong road. But if we'll say what God says. Well, he fell, the Bible said. And then he heard a voice. I want to be so Pentecostal and run around this building right now. But it's not big enough. The Bible said he fell and there was a voice that said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who's talking to me? And everybody around heard. Now look at the story. See, some people think it's over with, folks. It's not over with. Amen. It's not over with. This, this, is, this is the day that's been prophesied. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I'm getting ready. I'm getting, I, I've been getting ready, and now I'm in the water. I'm in the water. I'm not just going to get in the water. I'm in the water. You know, sometimes I get out there pretty deep. 
You know, somebody told me last week, said, boy, you was really in it deep last Sunday when they was listening to me on somewhere else. But I get a lot of information through the week from the people that watch us and I see a lot of discouragement. I mean, a lot. I mean, it's just, it just pours in, and I'm reading these, these, these requests, and people are talking about how, how it is. But, you know, I just give them a positive word back. I give them a word back from God because I can't agree, even though they're suffering, they're hurting, and I have compassion for their hurts. I can't fall into that defeat. I have to stand up and say, no, you're not going to fall. No, you're not going down the wrong road. No, things are not falling apart. Greater is the God that's in you than he that's within the world. Saul, see, just like right now, some people think, well, this thing, you, you, no, God's got things under control and God moves in his timetable. He doesn't move in ours. See, this is where we get messed up sometimes because we say we got a deadline or we got a timeline and if it doesn't happen, it's too late. God's never too late. Somebody help me out. God's never too late. Oh my goodness. We need to cut that clock off. It, it just went on zero. Can I have five more? Five more. Why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting? He said, who are you? He said, that voice replied, I'm Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now, Jerry, I've read that thousands of times. But it never dawned on me the way it did when I was reading it earlier in the week. You're persecuting me. Yes. He didn't say you're persecuting the Christians. He said you're persecuting me. When I looked at that and I said, oh God, if people that persecute Christians and people that go through them, they're doing them, it's, be, it's happening to them, but it's happening to you because that's what Jesus said to Saul. You're, you're killing people. You're taking people in chains and putting them in prison, but you're doing it to me. And you know, we, for years we had a ministry of feeding people, homeless people and we had trailer and we got a big truck out there and we'd go out every Saturday and many of you would help and many of that's not here now. And sometimes we'd have several hundred saved every Saturday morning. Well, we don't do that at the moment, but I'm telling you folks, I don't know what we're, going, we're about to do. I just don't know what we're about to do because, I mean, I'm so stirred up. Somebody called me yesterday and said, why don't you, they, they just moved to Florida. And they called me and they said, we got a beautiful place right here. Why don't you and Sharon just move to Florida? Well, you know what? I'd move to Florida, but God didn't tell me to go to Florida. No. I'd love to be in Florida taking care of my beach ministry. <laughs> but you know what? God's got me right here for a reason. Yes. Amen? Amen? Right here for a reason. And so... No matter what's going on in the world, we can't sit back and start whining and be wimps, be, be spiritual wimps. We've got to be men and women of God that can take the hot stuff. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen? We've got to rise up with boldness and say, 
it is well. It is well. What happened, the Bible said that Saul picked himself up from the ground, and when he did, he was blind and he couldn't see. Then the Lord told him to go to the street, call straight, we know the story. And all of this happened, and when all of this happened, God spoke to a man of God. Do you hear Am I going anywhere with you today or not? Are we going anywhere? Yes. I see ahead and I know what I'm, I'm seeing. And, and see, it looked like it was over and it looked like it was just all messed up. But here Saul, here Saul was blind and couldn't see. Had no, he lost his power. Once the voice of the Lord spoke, he lost his power. Somebody, somebody didn't hear what I just said. He lost his power. He lost his influence. Come on. I hope you're getting this. You know what? When you take a person's money away, you take their power away. But he, he lost his eyes and, and, and he was, all these men and people that was with him, they, they heard this voice but didn't know who it was and, and Saul was frightened. But here, man somewhere else, God said, I got a person I want you to go lay hands on. God's about to send you and me to lay hands on some people. Are you ready? God's about to send you and me to some places that we've never gone and we never thought we would go. We're going to go and we're going to lay hands on some people and we're going to see the resurrection power of God change and turn things around. Well, you know, Ananias didn't want to go. God said, Ananias, go pray for Saul. He said, well, Lord, that's a bad man. That man hurts people. I don't want to see him. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to be hurt. God said, I'll take care of you. I'm going to tell you God's going to take care of you. I want to tell you, God, if he called you to do something, he's going to take care of you. If he's anointed you to do something, he's going to make a way for you. Well, he got over there. He didn't want to go. But he walked in and he said, Brother Saul, laid hands on him. His eyes opened up. And I believe, and the scripture doesn't say, but Paul later, his name was changed to Paul. I believe he spoke in other tongues. Now you really shouted me down right there. I mean, I, 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 they could hear you all the way down. What's the main street downtown? I forgot. Main Street. Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Main Street. Anyway, he went over to the street called Straight and he prayed for him. Now, the Bible doesn't say that he spoke in tongues right there, but later it says, Paul, I speak in tongues more than you all. You see, now what is speaking in tongues got to do? Sometimes when you don't know what to say, don't say it, just speak in tongues. See, if you feel like you're going to say the wrong thing, just start speaking in tongues. Somebody said, no, that's not right. It is right. I just said it was. Well, the Bible says in Romans 8, 8, 26, when you don't know what to pray or how to pray, pray in the Spirit. Amen? Amen. So God turned things totally around, and when he turned things totally around, 
the thing, the thing that Saul was persecuting, the man that Jesus, the man Saul was persecuting, got involved in what was going on and said, you're not going to keep doing this. So I want to tell you folks, no matter what things look like, no matter what they sound like, no matter what somebody says, don't give in. Don't give in. When our daughter, that doctor dismissed her from the hospital and said she'll be a vegetable the rest of her life, we could have given up, but we didn't. Now, as I try to bring this to a close, try, I said. I want you to think about this. I'm not just telling you this to preach a sermon. I'm telling you that God give us his word so that we can do what his word says. You know, Saul was spewing out venom everywhere he went. You know, a rattlesnake, it'll spew venom into people's bodies. And I remember years ago we lived, we, we bought a house probably a hundred and something years old. I'll never do it again. <laughs> we built a room and a bathroom on it, a bedroom, and remodeled the whole house. And it's an old, old house. <clears throat> Had 40 acres. And so I, I'm, when the kids were young, I moved them out there because I was traveling all the time. And so I thought it would be a good place for the kids to grow up in the country. But you know, out there you can shoot guns and do everything and then I had this big supercharged Arrow Commander airplane. And when I'd come home from meetings, I'd just go down and buzz the house. And Sharon would know it was me, so she'd get in her, we, you know, we didn't have cell phones then. Uh, and so I'd just buzz the house, and by the time I got to the airport and got the plane tied down, there she'd be, and I'd go home. But anyway, when I'd be home, a lot of times I'd just get my shotgun and kind of put it in my arm and walk around because I, I knew better than to walk around without my shotgun. There was creeps all around that, you know, make noise. They had rattlers, copperheads, all these things, you know. And so her brother, younger brother, was staying with us at the time. And we were walking around. He was just a little bit ahead of me. And all at once I looked down, I heard something and it was a rattler. Whoo, big old rattler. And I told her brother, I said, stop, stop. And that old rattlesnake was back like this. And he was, you know, he was just, just ready to strike. I just reached down there and picked him up. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> And told her brother, I said, don't you move. Don't you move. I took that shotgun and I blew that rattlesnake's head off. We're getting right now to the place, folks, that we're blowing the rattlesnake apart. Are you listening? 
as God made Saul speechless, not knowing what to do. The only way he could come out of it was through Jesus Christ. The only way you and I and the world can come through is through Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, but I just can't do it today. You know, David sang that song this morning, or led us in it as well. And I'm sure all of you know the reason why this song was penned back in 1800 when the big Chicago fire came. There's a man by the name Horatio Spafford, very well-to-do attorney, and had business adventures, but it got all burnt up in the Chicago fire, and his son was killed. But he was a member in good standing of a Presbyterian church who was a great Christian, and he loved God. He loved I believe it was Billy Sunday. I believe it was. It wasn't Billy Sunday. Let me see who it was. D.L. Moody it was. And um, he and his wife and children, four daughters, were going to England to be a part of the D.L. Moody crusade and help him. But something happened in business and he couldn't go. So he had to stay behind, but he sent his wife and four daughters on. And in the process of time in the ship, the ship they was on collided with another ship. And when the collision took place, the four daughters was drowned. But she survived. She sent a telegram back to him. She said, saved, I'm alone. And she went on to explain in the telegram just a few words. <clears throat> But she went on, and later Horatio got on the ship to go. And when they got to the, when they got to the place near where his daughters had died, he began to pen the words that we sang this morning. It is well. Now, folks, we've been on both sides. We've been on the death side. We've been on the resurrection side. Our son was killed. Our daughter was healed. But this morning, as I stand before you, as I stand before you, I want to say, it is well. It is well. It's well with my soul. Now, I had told them I was going to do something different than I did today, but... You know what, I, my son was asking me, David, he was said, well, what, when did we do this, when did we do that? And I said, I don't know. I said, here's where we're supposed to do it. But you know what, the Holy Ghost has just spoke up on the inside of me. And I feel like I've been following the Holy Ghost. And let me just say these final words. Our words, if you will, tomorrow's going to be February 1st. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything like that, but if you'll make a commitment with me for the next 28 days, if you'll make a commitment with me, there's a scripture I do want to leave you with. David said in one of the versions, he's in Proverbs 30, 32, he says, if you've been foolish 
and planned evil, shut your mouth. Proverbs 30, 32. If you've been foolish and planned evil, shut your mouth. Then it says in another translation, if you think evil, if you think evil, put your hand over your mouth. If you think evil, put your hand over your mouth. So folks, it's time we get our mouth in order with the Word of God and not spew venom out. I stopped that rattlesnake from filling my brother-in-law full of venom. I did it with a shotgun. But we do it with our mouth. Sometimes we spew venom on people. We can do a lot of damage with our mouth. And this message is no way the way I planned it to be. But it's the way God planned it to be. So don't, let, let's make a covenant together. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to stand. not going to make you say anything to me. It's just in your heart. For the next 28 days, you'll be more watchful of your words than you have because I, I'm sure a lot of things have been said through COVID and the election and all of the things that's happened to us. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's been said, a lot of venom that's come out of people's mouths. But you know what? We got to stop it and we got to start saying it as well. And then in Ephesians 5, in Ephesians 5, Paul said, get together on instruments and sing songs. Yes. Sing songs of praise. Amen. Amen. You know, earlier it was David was leading us in worship. I heard him speaking in tongues. You know, some churches that's Pentecostal, that's not allowed anymore. And I don't say that to be critical. I'm just making a statement. But folks, if it was good on the day of Pentecost, it's good today. I said if it was good on the day of Pentecost, it's good today. If it was good on the day of Pentecost, it's good today. And Paul said, sing spiritual songs and praise songs and worship on instruments. So David, I want you to just sing that song for me this morning. Not just for me, but for all of us. Give thanks. That's everybody. You can just sit down, but just give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Come on and worship, everybody. Just worship. Come on. Come on, worship. With a grateful heart, give thanks. Just worship. To the Holy One, give thanks. Because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Come on. And now, let the weak. Let the weak. Let the weak. Everybody, let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Come 
that's a lie because I'm not. No, you're like the little woman that her son was lying on the prophet's bed dead and when the prophet said, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? She said, it's well. So this morning we've got 28 days ahead of us. If we can do it for 28 then we can do it for the rest of the year. If you can minute, but if you mess up, put your hand over your mouth. The Bible said, shut up. Put your hand over your mouth. If you hear me, if you hear me say something, I'm giving them permission right now. If you hear me say something that's out of context of the Word of God, I want you to say, Put your hand over your mouth, Don. Shut up, Don. Now, I don't like her to say that to me, but I'm giving her the permission to correct me, folks. This is serious. This is serious, folks. We're in a time, I know I've been loud and screamed and yelled, but I meant every word I preached this morning. The next 28 days, Will you set yourself in agreement with me that somehow, instead of complaining, the word complain means to find fault, to make accusation, to bring formal charge. So the next 28 days, I'm going to ask you, if you find you've said the wrong word, say, Lord, forgive me and put your hand over your mouth and get used to that. This way, you won't. I want to pray a prayer that will include salvation for everybody. We have people, as I said, watches this on, we're on so many apps right now. And people are watching. And people that's not right with God, watch. And I want, right here in this room or wherever, I want everybody to, to get everything right. And I want you to say this with me. Dear Lord, Dear Lord I surrender my life to you. I totally submit myself, all I am and all I have. I give it to you today. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. And from this moment on, I'll walk in your grace. I'll walk in your love. And I will not be overcome by the world. But I will overcome the world by the words of my, my mouth. 
and the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name. Now, David, I know I'm really going the opposite direction. I hadn't warned you at all. Could you just do I surrender? Oh, to Jesus, I surrender. Oh, to Him, I freely I will ever love and trust. Him right now. Father, I just pray healing. I pray deliverance. I pray encouragement. I pray financial increase for people that's right now surrendering to you. Open the windows of heaven. Let your glory shine down in these next 28 days. Help us, Lord. Help us to be as David. When he said, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Lord, we want it to be pleasing to you. Where you hear our words and you say, oh, they're speaking my word. And we want your anointing to flow upon us as we speak your words. Over our nation, over the world, over COVID, over financial problems, over famine, over diseases, sicknesses, whatever it may be, we speak your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. A hand clap of praise. We're just going to go close the service with David singing, I surrender. Let's just worship the Lord. I surrender.